This week I'm talking about distractions. In this episode, I'll cover what distractions are, why it's important to know the difference between healthy and unhealthy distractions, and how to effectively manage distractions so that you can look after yourself. So, let's talk. This is Let's Talk About Mental Health, a weekly podcast full of simple ideas for better mental health. I'm your host, Jeremy Godwin, and I'm an Australian writer and speaker who spent most of the 2010s dealing with severe depression and anxiety, and that led me to change careers to study mental health. In this show, I use my knowledge of psychology, sociology, and counselling, combined with my personal experiences of dealing with mental illness, to bring you a show full of ways to improve your mental well-being, one step at a time. Each week, I look at one specific topic and go through simple things you can do to improve your mental health. So, get comfortable and let's talk about mental health. Because the more we talk about it, the easier it gets. Hello and welcome to episode 69 and thanks so much for joining me. I'm continuing to focus on the year of well-being throughout 2021 here on the Let's Talk About Mental Health podcast. So each week I'll be exploring lots of different things you can do every day to make a positive difference in your own life. This week is all about distractions. We can often find ourselves using external stuff to distract us from our challenges, like alcohol, social media, etc. And while some distractions from our troubles can be good for us, some actually leave us feeling worse than before. So why does that matter? And how do you know the difference? Well, that's what I'm going to be talking about this week. Before I get into that, episode 7 of Let's Talk About Mental Health TV is out now on YouTube, where I'm talking about why we really need to talk about mental health a lot more, especially now more than ever. And I'm also sharing three of the biggest things that you can do to improve your overall mental health and well-being. The content I post over on YouTube is completely different to the episode that you hear on the podcast, so if you'd like some more Let's Talk About Mental Health goodness every week, head over to YouTube or watch it now at letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au forward slash YouTube. And while you're there, if you like what you see, please subscribe to the channel. So now, on with this week's episode about distractions. And before I get too far into that, you may notice my voice is a bit croaky, or maybe it's just me being really mindful of it. I do have a head cold, so if I start sounding like a teenager with a breaking voice, you'll know why. (laughs) Alright, let's get started. We all need a distraction or two every now and then, especially when we're having a challenging day. A few minutes or more spent on an unrelated activity or reading something light and inspiring can be a perfect way to reset our focus and give us a boost of mental and emotional energy. However, some distractions can do much more harm than good. Have you ever found yourself having a rough day at work and then coming home to have a glass of wine or two? And then have you ever found that the rough day and wine combination becomes more and more frequent until it's a coping mechanism after work most days? Now I know that is not going to be an example that everyone can relate to directly, but I'm sure that many of us have examples of behaviours that we've used to distract ourselves from feeling stressed or overwhelmed or just generally shitty, and which have then gotten a bit out of hand. Mine, as I've shared quite a few times in recent months, is emotional eating, and it's at the point now where I'm actually finding a counsellor to work with so that I can get it under control. Whatever your distractions might be, there is a big difference between healthy distractions and unhealthy distractions. 
Now, I try really hard not to sound too preachy when I talk about the unhealthy stuff, and certainly I am no saint, and I don't pretend to have all of my shit together because I definitely do not. But I think it's important to have some open discussions about the things that we use to distract ourselves and what impact they're having on us. I just had a great chat with someone recently about the point that I covered a few episodes back where I was talking about how we often use our phones as a means of filling those spare few minutes that we might have when we're, you know, waiting in a queue or whatever. And the thing is that by doing that, as well as it taking us away from the moment and therefore making us less mindful, that's an example of a distraction that can become addictive and even unhealthy. And later in this episode, I'll be sharing some of the ways that healthy distractions can actually benefit your overall well-being so that you have some healthy alternatives to consider. Now, I've actually had distractions sitting on one of the post-it notes on my wall where I sort of brainstorm ideas for upcoming episodes. There's probably about 30 or 40 post-it notes up there. And I had moved it to the top of the pile and then surprisingly around the same time, there was a post on Instagram a few weeks ago by the British writer Matt Haig. I've mentioned his stuff before and I like how he writes both fiction and non-fiction. And he's really open about his own challenges with mental health throughout the years. Anyway, the quote that made me feel inspired was this. Weird how things that compulsively distract a mind from feeling shit, alcohol, drugs, gambling, eternal online scrolling, etc., make a mind feel more shit. In order to feel less shit, you eventually have to face your shit rather than hide it with more shit. So I know that's a lot of shit, and I'll include the link to Matt's Instagram in the transcript. So that was what inspired me for this particular episode. And so with that in mind, let's talk about some definitions. What are distractions? A distraction is a thing that prevents someone from concentrating on something else, and it can also be defined in partnership with recreational activities and pursuits. It's something that diverts your attention or interrupts your train of thought, which can be particularly helpful if you are overthinking, for example, ruminating over past events or worrying about the future. The line between healthy versus unhealthy distractions can be a bit blurred because it needs to take in a variety of factors such as your lifestyle, overall well-being, frequency of the distraction, etc. For example, for many people, having a few drinks here and there is entirely fine and they're able to have you know, a few drinks on a weekend sometimes with friends without it becoming a problem. For others, like me, moderation is a struggle especially if alcohol is being used as a coping mechanism for deeper issues. And so then even one or two drinks can just snowball into many, many more drinks. And before you know it, it's out of control, which for me is precisely the reason why I cannot drink at all now, because that ability to control just completely stopped working for me. I'd have one glass and I could not physically stop. Beyond that, I had to have a second glass and then a third. So the key is to know the difference between healthy versus unhealthy distractions. Now, why is it actually important to know the difference? Well, it's so that you can limit the unhealthy ones and instead focus on healthy distractions when you need it. According to an article in Talkspace, unhealthy distractions can lower productivity, train your brain to create dopamine, which is the feel-good chemical, damage your physical health, impact on your brain health, and avoid the real problem. And the link to that article is in the transcript. Now, it's that final point about avoiding the real problem that I want to spend a few moments on. When you're struggling, whether that's wrestling with a specific issue or having challenges in general, it can be really tempting to find ways to stop having to think about whatever it is so that you don't have to face it. Do you know what happens when you do that? Nothing. Actually, that's not entirely true. It's either nothing or it's that things get worse because the longer you leave them without addressing them, the bigger they get. 
If you avoid leaving your job or a relationship because you're unhappy, things have a tendency to build and build. And then before you know it, the situation is far worse than it might have been if you had just tackled it head on early. It's something I used to fight with my mother about a lot. She would have health issues and then downplay them and distract herself from them so that she could avoid going to see someone because she hated going to the doctor. But then inevitably, whatever it was, wouldn't just magically cure itself and she'd wind up in the hospital. I'm using past tense there because even though she's still with us, her dementia has advanced somewhat now. So of course she's in aged care, as I've mentioned before. So it means that now she's getting looked after medically, whether she likes it or not. There's a paragraph from that same article that I mentioned before that I want to share to explain what I mean here, and it is. There's no harm in distracting yourself occasionally, holding up for one weekend, playing games or binge watching TV, but if you're wasting every weekend and every evening on distractions, you might find yourself floundering physically, emotionally and socially. Distractions can be damaging, whether it's scrolling, emotional eating, Netflixing until dawn or playing too many video games. And again, the link for that article is in the transcript. Like I said before, in general, distraction is not a bad thing if it involves healthy and non-harmful distractions. In fact, there are actually quite a few distraction techniques that you can use to help you when you're dealing with issues like anxiety, and I'll cover off on some a little bit later. But again, it's about finding the right type of distraction so that you don't wind up doing more harm than good to yourself. So how do you effectively manage distractions in a healthy way? Well, let's get into the how-to part of this week's episode. All right, so I'm going to start with self-awareness and understanding. And I know, I know, I talk about self-awareness about a thousand times an episode, and I even covered it in more detail back in episode 62. But there's a good reason why I bang on about it so much. All things start with knowing yourself. It's really important to take the time to consider what you may be using as distractions in your life. For me, it's food. And then taking a step back to consider why you're using those distractions so that you can understand the root cause. If you don't spend your time digging into the why and trying to understand what's going on, you will very likely never get anywhere. And a big part of that, which is my next point, is to be completely honest with yourself. If you are indulging in unhealthy distractions, consider what the behavior is doing to you. This is where I feel like it's important to be really blunt. People that feel good about themselves don't do things to hurt themselves. Let me repeat that. People that feel good about themselves don't do things to hurt themselves. Whether that's excessive drinking, using drugs, eating too much or too little, over-exercising or under-exercising, ignoring responsibilities, indulging excessively in things like shopping, sex, etc. These are all examples of things that indicate that you are avoiding some deeper issue. And when you distract yourself from your issues, they often wind up becoming much more of an issue than they were in the first place. When it comes to most of the unpleasant stuff in life, you can run, but you cannot hide. So rather than distracting yourself and eventually having to deal with the issue once it becomes completely unavoidable, get in and do the work now. That means, my next point, if you need help, get help. For unhealthy habits, simply quitting the behavior is not necessarily going to address the bigger picture in terms of what you're actually trying to distract yourself from. And then of course, some of us cannot just stop whatever we want to. That's why I'm working with a professional now around the whole food thing, because I know that I need to deal with it properly if I have any hope of not going around and around in circles with it. Admitting that you need help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. 
And there's a good reason why there are people out there who specialize in things, especially addiction specialists and those types of things. You know, this stuff is challenging. And whether you're just simply using scrolling Instagram 65 times a day as a distraction, or whether or not you're finding your distractions in drugs or alcohol or whatever, either way, the result is still the same. You're distracting yourself from stuff rather than actually addressing what the root cause of that unhappiness is. You know, you don't need to go through that alone, and nor should you. And I really do believe that it's important to get support and to not go through that stuff on your own because it is possible to overcome it. Anyway, and so beyond those three main points, now what I want to do is share a few general points about distractions, starting with the first one, all things in moderation. I don't think that you need to go lock yourself away from the world and avoid everything in order to be healthy, because that is a form of extremism that can have negative long-term consequences. But I think if you take the all things in moderation approach to life, then you'll generally find that you're good for 99% of things. The most important part of this is to be completely honest with yourself about what moderation really means to you in practice. So if you know that you can have one glass of wine and stop at that, then that's your threshold. And the question becomes about how often that behavior is appropriate. For example, every day might seem moderate, but what happens on a day where you don't have that glass of wine or you cannot have it? Are you completely fine? Because if you're not, then moderation has turned into a habit, which is where unhealthy distractions tend to evolve into. Usually, unhealthy distractions turn into habits and it creeps over time. It's not like there's some great big song and dance that happens. There's no marching band that announces the arrival of a distraction turning into a habit. One day you just wake up and go, oh shit, I've got a bad habit happening. Or even worse, oh shit, I'm addicted. So if you can be more mindful around that and understand moderation and monitor yourself really closely, especially if you're struggling with things, because that's when these things tend to very easily get out of hand. Our coping mechanisms can turn into bad habits and addictions. Anyway, going back to that example around the wine, on the other hand, if you are someone who knows that you cannot physically stop at just one glass and that you have to have two or even finish off the whole bottle, then again, moderation has turned into habit. The whole point here is about avoiding excess or extremes, and I tend to look at it that if you can easily stop the behavior and have no negative impact, then you're kind of hitting the moderation mark. I know that's not really scientific, but it's probably the best way that I can come up with to describe moderation. But then on the other side of that, if you stop the behavior and you become tense or stressed or whatever, you have a habit. And habits need to be dealt with if they're unhealthy because they can very rapidly turn into addictions, which I covered addictions back in episode 34. So my next point is one of the ways that you can actually manage that moderation piece with yourself, which is to set limits for yourself and stick to them. Again, it's about being honest with yourself. If you know that you can get sucked down a rabbit hole of endless scrolling on Instagram and easily lose three hours at a time, then something needs to change in terms of your limits. I do Instagram for half an hour in the morning, just scrolling my feed, and then I often do another five to ten minutes in the evening. But that's it. Why? Because it takes me away from getting my work done during the day. And since I'm self-employed, if I don't do the work, nobody will. And then in the evening, it takes me away from spending quality time with my partner. You know, I talk a lot about knowing what your priorities are and making them the foundation of everything that you do and say. And for me, I just don't really like social media all that much because I find it can be painful. 
I enjoy getting visual inspiration on Instagram for topics that I like, such as travel, history, home and living, etc. And of course, drag race. But that's about it. You know, for my social media for Let's Talk About Mental Health, which is at LTA Mental Health on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, although I mainly only interact with people on Instagram. You know, for that, I use a posting service where I can preload all of the posts and then have them published automatically because that saves me from getting distracted if I have to go manually do it on the platform. And then I just go in once a day and respond to comments from followers and that's it. I know that I could very easily get distracted on social media and a few years back I used to spend way too long on Facebook and so I found myself oversharing everything and anything, especially when I was drinking. I think that we have to be really honest with ourselves about what impact our distractions are having on us, even if that impact is that it just makes us feel a bit shitty about ourselves. Because when that happens over time, those feelings of, you know, feeling a bit shitty about yourself, that adds up and it can just really do damage to your self-esteem and your self-worth in the long run. Anyway, so all of this is sort of about boundaries and habits. I talked about boundaries in episode 53 and habits in episode 29. And this is definitely an extension of those two topics in that it is very much about the boundaries that you set and maintain with yourself and about how you monitor your habits. So feel free to check those episodes out in more detail. Moving to my next piece of advice, it's around examining your distracting behaviors and asking yourself, what is this doing for me? So let's use that Instagram scrolling thing. If I'm spending five or 10 minutes on Instagram and getting some inspiration and that's it and I come out of that feeling positive, that's a great outcome. But if I'm spending three hours and I'm not getting any other work done and I'm also coming out of it feeling really bad about myself in terms of my physical appearance and, you know, not having enough and not, you know, having the latest Gucci bag or whatever, then that's negative. So if the outcome of the distracting behavior is positive, then great. But if the outcome is negative, especially in the long term, then something has got to give. Unhealthy behaviors repeated over time become unhealthy habits, and unhealthy habits have long-term effects on your well-being, physically, mentally, spiritually, socially, emotionally, and financially. Plus, they make life shittier. So really look at your distracting behaviors and ask yourself, what is this doing for me? Now, moving on to my next point, look, I'm not saying don't distract yourself. We all need an in-the-moment distraction. But if you need a distraction, then choose something that's going to make you feel good about yourself afterwards. So instead of binging on Netflix or mindlessly eating anything and everything in sight, choose healthy distractions. Call someone that you care about, like a relative or a friend. Do a quick bit of housework, even if it's just unstacking or restacking the dishwasher. Reorganize something for a few minutes. Even just one drawer can actually be invigorating. I know that makes me sound like a dork, but I don't care. Create. So draw, write, do some coloring in, whatever. Sing. Get outdoors. Practice mindfulness. Read a book. Watch something funny and light. You know, whatever show works for you. Do a puzzle, cuddle a pet or play with them. Sure, less easy to do if your pet is a goldfish, but not entirely impossible. What else? Listen to uplifting music. I mean, I often find that if I'm in dire need of a distraction, putting on a few music videos by the UK band Steps always does the trick for me because their stuff is pure fun even when they're singing about heartbreak. You do what works for you and kindly do not judge my musical taste. The point is, find what works for you and incorporate as many different things as you can. That doesn't mean that you can never do any of the less healthy stuff, but it means that you limit it and you ensure that it does not become a habit. Now, the next couple might sound a bit random and bear with me because there is a point. So (laughs) this one is sort out your inbox. Now, I don't know about you, but I find email to be one of the biggest unhealthy distractions ever. 
at work and at home, we get bombarded with hundreds of messages every day, and most of it is crap. Email is a pain in the backside, especially when everything seems to require us to sign up these days, and then we inevitably get bombarded with mail. Oh, and while we're on that, can we just talk for a moment about that annoying thing where you go to a website for the first time and you immediately get the pop-up asking you to sign up? It's like, um, hi, can I look around first and decide if I actually like your content before you want me to sign up to your mailing list and I know you're going to spam me if I do? It's like when you watch a YouTube video and right at the beginning of the video, they ask you to like the video and subscribe to their channel. Um, how does no sound? I don't do that on my channel until the end of the video because to me, I only want people to subscribe who actually like my content. Anyway, it seems like I've gone off on a tangent, which almost never happens on this podcast. If there were a narrator for this show, at this point they would say, in fact, Jeremy goes off on a tangent several times each episode. So, as I was saying, back to my point, sort out your inbox and how you let it distract you. I have the nerve to say that after I've just distracted you with a totally different tangent, but anyway. Your email can be one of the most distracting things, both at work and at home. And I do a few things to manage this more carefully and try to minimize distractions, including turning off new mail notifications entirely. Do not let that thing ping at you or do the little pop-up every time a new mail comes, because you'll immediately get distracted by it. And then also I block out set periods of the day to manage my email, maybe two or three times a day. So don't let new emails distract you from your work because you'll end up jumping to respond every time you hear that ding. Also unsubscribe from mailing lists or if you don't want to do that, use a free service like unroll.me. This is not sponsored. I just use this service all the time. It's where you can go through your inbox and have emails that you select, like sales alerts and all that sort of stuff, you know, updates from mailing lists. You can have them rolled up into a single email. Plus, you can also unsubscribe from mailing lists that you're on using the app. So it's unroll.me. I love it. It makes it so much easier to just have one daily email with all of those types of emails condensed into one. Oh, and if you're self-employed like I am, make sure you keep your work inbox totally separate to your personal. And for those of you who have got access to your work email on your phone, do not mix the two up. Keep your work email and your personal email completely separate and stop having notifications where it pings up whenever there's a new email. I used to have all of my inboxes combined. So if you've got an iPhone, you'll know how the mail app lets you add multiple accounts in together and then you can go to the all inboxes instead of having to sort one by one. And it was good in theory, but it meant that I was seeing work stuff early in the morning and then before my workday had even begun, which is not good when there are challenging things that need to be dealt with. Protect your work-life balance at all times and do not read or answer work emails in your personal time. It might sound like I'm on a rant about emails here, but you need to bear in mind what the biggest potential unhealthy distractions are, and email is definitely a big one. Speaking of, my next point is curate your social media. Go through your socials, especially Instagram, at least once a month, and unfollow accounts that no longer align with your mindset. Look, do so with kindness. You do not need to tell people that you're unfollowing, but it's about being mindful of what you're consuming, which can then make for healthier distractions when you do use these platforms. Find what works for you, but I do highly recommend unfollowing like your mental health depends on it. So now I want to focus specifically on how distractions can actually be a useful tool. So if you're feeling highly anxious, you can try a simple distraction technique. There are lots of quick ones like square breathing, which is where you inhale for four counts, hold for four counts, exhale for four counts, and then hold for four counts. 
You could also try counting to 10 or 50 or even better, try counting backward from a thousand by sevens because you have to think about that a lot more than just regular counting. So it engages the brain and distracts you from whatever you need distracting from. Or you could try identifying and then counting all of the blue things that you can see around you. These types of techniques are healthy and they give your brain something else to focus on. And often, if you keep distracting yourself for just a few minutes, it can be just what you need to help yourself settle a bit and then be able to feel a little bit calmer and less panicked or distressed. Because when it comes to distractions and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. Sometimes we need a distraction from the things that are going on in our life or in the world around us. I mean, let's be honest, we've all had plenty going on over these past 12 months and we've had to find ways to fill our time while dealing with higher than normal stress levels. And for some of us, that has meant distracting ourselves with things that might not be in our best interest in the long term. Being mindful and avoiding unhealthy distractions does not mean that you cannot have any fun, but it does mean that you know your mental health and well-being needs to be treated as a priority. And so if that means cutting back on unhealthy distractions or abandoning them entirely, then so be it. You owe it to yourself to make choices that are going to help you be the very best version of yourself possible. And that requires you to prioritize healthy choices over unhealthy distractions. The choice is yours, as it is with all things related to your well-being. So, what choice will you make today? So each week I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by the German writer Johann Wolfgang von Goethe and it is A distracted existence leads us to no goal. Let me repeat that. A distracted existence leads us to no goal. Alright, that's nearly it for this week. Next week, I'll be talking about doubt. Doubt can be a healthy mechanism for helping us to assess how suitable something is or not. However, it can also have a negative effect, especially when we are dealing with self-doubt on a regular basis or are unable to move forward because of excessive doubt and worrying about external events or relationships. So next time, I'll be talking about what doubt is, why understanding it is important for good mental health, and how to overcome doubt, including self-doubt. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Sunday, the 14th of March. And join me for Let's Talk About Mental Health TV on YouTube, with new episodes released every Wednesday. Head to letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au for links and past episodes, including audio and full transcripts. And while you're there, join the mailing list to have the weekly transcript for the podcast sent to your inbox. You can also find Let's Talk About Mental Health on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at LTA Mental Health, where I post extra content throughout the week. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world, because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time. 